Isn't it true? Every year we, we hear passages of Scripture about the birth of Jesus. We gather in churches like this and we, we hear the stories. You know, there's no place for Joseph and Mary to go. We hear the stories of the shepherds and the angels. We hear the stories and we read about the journey of those Eastern astrologers. Many of us may even know these stories by heart. We've seen them depicted in movies. Some well, not some, well, not, not so well. We've even seen them in animated TV shows. Yet, what I think we may fail to remember sometimes is that these aren't just stories. There were real people behind the people in these stories. There was real fear that Joseph felt as he desperately needed to find a place for Mary who had begun labor and he felt the responsibility to make sure she was cared for. There were real shepherds who had to make a decision about what to do after they saw these angels knowing that their one job was to take care of the sheep and not leave them alone in the middle of the night. There were real wise men who had the knowledge of the, of the night sky. And they followed that star. And by doing so, they risked their professional reputations if they were wrong and the journey ended without them finding anything. See, the reality of Christmas is that there were real people involved. And the people who were involved in that, in that first Christmas, when Jesus was born... They had no idea that millions and millions of people would be talking about them and reading about them 2,000 years later. I mean, Mary and Joseph were from an insignificant town. Remember when, when these two men years later were talking and the, and the one said, I, I think I'm going to follow that Jesus. He's from Nazareth. And the other one said, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? I mean, the shepherds, think about them. They were, they were doing the job that nobody else wanted to do. Their job is not something that their parents probably hoped they would do when they grew up. Mom, Dad, I'm going to be a shepherd. Oh. They may even thought their lives were pretty insignificant. I mean, think about this one. While everybody else was asleep at night, these shepherds were awake for a reason. They had that graveyard shift. They had to stay up and make sure that the sheep didn't run off or else get taken by somebody or attacked by some wild animal. Now, we know the names of Joseph and Mary, don't we? But we don't know the names of those shepherds. Although I think one of them's name was Steve. <laughs> we don't know the names of the wise men or anybody else involved in the birth of Jesus. Knowing their names, I think, would be nice because we could, we could relate to them. But their names are not important. They're not named in the Gospels because it's not as important as how they responded 
That's what's important. I don't know, you may think your life is pretty insignificant. Maybe you're not known by many people. Maybe in your job you don't do things that seem to change the world. I think we need to remember that it's through the insignificant, seemingly insignificant people that God moves in the world. We shouldn't worry about how important we are, how many people know our names. All that should matter to us is whether or not we're serving God humbly. Just that we're being faithful. That's all that matters. And as he did to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and even the wise men, if we're living faithfully, God will move through us in unexpected ways. Think about this. We never know when our simple lives will become part of history. Yet as we live faithfully for God every day, we're making history just as these people did so many years ago when Jesus was born. See, the reality of the birth of Jesus, this sounds simple, but it's profound. The reality is that it happened. This is real. Documents that we have recovered from the Roman Empire mention the name of Jesus and that he was crucified. Other Roman documents refer to the unbelievable commitment of the followers of Jesus. And that same Jesus who was crucified was born. And what we have in Luke's gospel is a testament, a testimony, a document to when and where he was born. Luke chapter 2 places the birth of Jesus squarely in the timeline of human history. Luke doesn't say, yes, he was born. He gives us specifics. He was born during the reign of Caesar Augustus, who was the adopted son of Julius Caesar. That's when Jesus was born. He was born around the time that this guy named Quirinius was governor of Syria. Quirinius was a trusted administrator of Caesar Augustus. He was good good friends with with the emperor. And he issued a, a census in order to know how much in taxes he needed to collect for his friend, the emperor. So that's how Mary and Joseph got to Bethlehem. They had to go through the census so they could pay taxes. I mean, my goodness, even at Christmas time, we can't get away from taxes, can we? See, the dates of these events are recorded in human history by the Roman historians. Luke wants us to know that Jesus wasn't just born. He was placed in the midst of human history at a specific time and in a specific place. And because it happened, because it was real, Christmas is more than just a tradition to us. I mean, if you've given your life to Jesus, if you have, this is your story. The story of Jesus' birth is your story. This is your history. And because Jesus said that our brothers and sisters in the faith are our primary family, This is your real family tree we're talking about. I want you to do something you weren't expected. Oh boy, 
Close the doors. Don't let anybody out. I want you to turn to somebody next to you, and I want you to tell them, there won't be a test on this, just tell them what your favorite Christmas tradition is. Your favorite family Christmas tradition. You think I'm joking. Talk. It's okay. What's your favorite family Christian Christmas tradition? This is good. Okay, everybody come back. You can stop talking now. That'd be great. Now, do you know how that, that favorite family Christ, Christmas tradition started? It's your favorite one. Do you know how it started? Think about that. Maybe it's been handed down for years and nobody knows how it started. Maybe, like some traditions in my family, your mom just said, this is what we're going to start doing. And that's what we did. When I was a kid growing up in New Orleans... One of our traditions was to have seafood on Christmas Eve. We'd boil up some crawfish and some crabs, and we'd have barbecued shrimp and French bread that was probably that long. It was a mess, and it was wonderful, and we'd get cleaned up, and it was a tradition for the Voigt's men, my dad, myself, and my two brothers, to be the ushers at the late-night Christmas Eve service. And if you've ever met my dad and my brothers, you know that it was memorable every year. Especially the year I dropped the communion plate on the marble floor of the church. Oh. Yeah, my mom started another tradition that night that I don't want to talk about right now. See, it's important for us to know the origins of our traditions. Because it keeps our traditions in the real world not just floating out there. I mean, we gather tonight, and in just a moment, we're going to light candles. It's going to be beautiful in here, and we're going to sing Silent Night, and lots of memories are going to come back. But we don't just do that because it says in the Bible somewhere that you're supposed to do that on Christmas Eve. It doesn't say that in the Bible, that you're supposed to do that on Christmas Eve. We light these candles to be reminded that The light of Christ lives in each one of us. And we're called to share that light with other people. See, just as the shepherds did when they left Mary and Joseph and the newborn baby Jesus, they didn't just go back to the sheep. They told everybody they could find what they had experienced. They wanted everybody to know what had happened to them. See, that's what happens to us when we encounter Jesus in our lives. We want everybody to know so that they can experience Jesus as we have. That's what it means to share the light of Christ with other people. This Christmas Eve, let's let's go ahead. Let's make sure that our family traditions are maintained. Let's be joyful. Let's, Let's celebrate the good gifts of God. It's important for us to do those things. But in the midst of all of those great things that we do as families, let's not forget that the birth of Jesus isn't just a Christmas story. It's set in history. 
It's an event that has never been repeated in the history of the world. And the best part is that the Christmas story, if you've given your life to Jesus, is your story. And if the story, the birth of Jesus, is not your story, let me challenge you to ask yourself, why not? Jesus came for everybody. He was born for everybody. From the best person on earth to the worst person on earth. It doesn't matter to him. He came into the world because he loves us before we could ever love him, even if we don't love him. Jesus loves you, and I hope you know that. Let's pray. Lord, you are such a good God, and we thank you, Jesus, for coming into this world. You didn't have to. No one forced you to be born into the world, but you did because you knew that there was no other way to have access to your heavenly Father. So, Lord, we remember the stories of your birth. But we know, Lord, that they're not just stories. They happen. And your story is our story. Lord, may we live our lives in such a way that it's like we're sharing the light with others. Lord, we do love you. And we thank you for this night. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Well, does everybody still have your candle? Or are you like I am and I've kind of fiddled with it till there's not much left? Tonight we're going to light these candles and just a bit of instruction. Is it ever a good idea to take a lighted candle and turn it this way? No. Now, once your candle's lit, keep it upright. Let the person who's lighting it turn theirs sideways. Well, here's what we're going to do. Earlier, we, you know, we had the lighting of this Advent wreath. And in the center is the Christ candle. So I'm going to light my candle from this Christ candle. And I'm going to share this light with Jared. And we're going to share these, this light with the ushers who are going to share the light of Christ with you. In turn, you're going to share with somebody else. That's what it means to live a life for Jesus, is that we're sharing his light, sharing his love with other people. And as we do that, we're going to sing Silent Night. Will the ushers please come down? Will you please stand? Child, holy in 
infant so tender and mild Sleep in heavenly peace Sleep in heavenly peace Silent night Holy night, shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing alleluia. The Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light. Dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, silent night, holy night, wondrous star, lend thy light, with the angels let us sing, alleluia to our King. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and his life was the light of all people. God bless you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Good night.